the events of 2020, um, which was and still termed the global pandemic and all the related actions imposed such as lockdowns and mask wearing of masks in public settings, um, restricted movement and um, everything related to that um, led to panic um, like any pandemic would do. When we are panicking, um, it, it stimulates and activates our fight-flight response to situations. And um, another part of that, another set of that nervous dysregulation is freeze or fawn response. And um, irrespective of your, uh, the position you took and irrespective of the position your nervous system um, informed you of the situation, um, besides it coming from um, generational trauma and um, specifically personal trauma of earlier parts of your life because these were triggers for many people in different ways. Um, my own views on the COVID situation and the pandemic um, remain cloaked and vague. However, uh, my brief talk on this is to show how when there are restrictions on our movement and um, our thinking, if you will, um, often... Um, often benefits you in hindsight to look at it pragmatically and for the most part rationally. Now, what happened um, in 2020 did, was basically a, a culmination of events prior to that, um, unrelated to COVID, but we saw a greater division on a global scale and this division was more or less cemented um, before 2020, but confirmed in 2020 um, in such a way that there was this one group who denied the pandemic. And then there's the group that embraced it. And, but in each group, there was the fight-flight response activated. We returned to our most primal um, emotions and reactions, um, both groups um, operated in survival mode. There was the one group who engaged in what Charles Eisenstein called a conspiracy, nar conspiracy narrative. And this conspiracy, conspiracy narrative um, took people down a rabbit hole of seeking out information that would confirm um, the most fearful um, anticipations and uh, uh, observation of reality as it, as it was presented. The other group um, leaned into scientific research and authority um, to inform their decisions. And then months after that, and specifically in 2021, with the global rollout of vaccinations, um, 
this division led to more information and led to more decisions made. Um, we heard talks about your freedom of speech, your freedom of your body, the integrity of your body, and also um, a very incomplete discussion and debate and stances on um, the limitations of rights. There was the one group who 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 basically shouted from the rooftops that I can say whatever I want to say is my freedom of speech. And social media platforms didn't help as it censored um, certain opinions. And uh, my stance on, on things like that is specifically, you have to look, freedom of, look at freedom of speech from uh, a legal point of view. And from a legal point of view, um, the South African Constitution, and for the most part, um, constitutions of democratic countries around the world, while they um, foster an environment where human rights are respected and honoured, um, there is a clause in one way or another in, in, in these constitutions, or in those constitutions, called the limitation of rights that your right to freedom of speech cannot impose on another person's freedom of speech, or your freedom of speech cannot uh, uh, impose or disregard the freedom of movement or the freedom in, or any other human right, like my right to be treated with dignity, which is a fundamental human right. And dignity as a fundamental mental human right means that your freedom of speech cannot um, threaten my dignity when you try to shame me for my decisions and you call it freedom of speech, then that creates some type of conflict in the right. So it, it has to be understood from a legal perspective that your freedom of speech or any other right cannot unjustly uh, um, threaten or impose um, the right of another person. So it becomes a very complex situation. But beside that, whichever group you were in or whichever group you are still in, and specifically to 2020, there was cognitive errors on, in both groups. And the primary one that was present and still present in both is the idea that um, we are right and you are wrong. And it is also um, a distortion of reality. There is this, um, whenever something is, is revealed to us or when the present reality is unfolding in our presence, there are... The, specific reaction to it. First of all, you see what is happening and then you ask what else can this be? And oftentimes that overlaps so quickly, it happens so instantaneously that you lean more towards what else can this be? Like our ancestors would hear a, a, a sound in the bush and they had to decide what is, they, they heard and they observed, and they had to ask, what else is this? And then 
some of our ancestors perceived whether they could see it or not, but they detected this. Their nervous system got activated, fight or flight, and they, without seeing it, um, would conclude that this is a predator out to kill me, and they would run off. Um, another group most probably went to investigate and see what it is, and if it was a predator, um, they were killed. And clearly, basically, because we are here, we know who ran and who got killed. So then you ask, what is happening? And then the follow-up question is, what else can this be? So then for those who engage in the questioning of authority and lean towards a conspiracy narrative, they saw what is happening, what is presented, but then at the same time ask, what else can this be? And an interesting conversation um, in, in, in the one particular group who was um, anti-pandemic and all of its regulations um, believed that there was a global cabal who came together to basically um, ran, run this experiment um, to, to basically limit the rights, the basic and fundamental rights of humans globally. And what this suggests is that um, Putin and former communist countries and those allies of Russia came to sit at a table and agreed to this. And, and for some odd reason, I, I cannot believe that um, based on history. And um, now in 2022, there's this Ukraine-Russia war taking happen, happening and everybody else who supposedly sat at a table are choosing sides against Russia. And then there are those who are pro-Russia in this whole situation. Uh, with that being said, it is quite evident if you lived long enough that these type of conflicts on a global scale is not limited to one specific event. There are continually new events arising where we have to choose sides. But when you are aware of the motivations behind your conclusions, and if you are willing to critically look at your own conclusions and also um, able to say, but what if I'm wrong about this? And then... At the same time, look at, at your own beliefs around a situation, but then also entertain and engage um, what the other side is saying. Um, and maybe come from a position of saying that, what if I'm wrong? And, um, and the other side, the same, what if I'm wrong? And look at it and balance things out. And then continue with curiosity and exploration and look at these things from a critical perspective, allowing yourself to absorb as much of the information as possible from different sources. Notice where you are leaning into confirmation bias. Look at the cognitive errors in our ways and being able to not just review it, um, but to, to make room for adjustments in your thinking, for make changes to it in perspective and your worldview and specifically in your beliefs. 
And when you are able to see that within yourself and you're willing to self-critique, you will be able and show more compassion to the other group, the other person and the other beliefs instead of saying that I'm right and they are wrong. And the moment we introduce that thinking of us versus them, we are on the losing side. And then there's the fallacy of authority um, where we think and lie to ourselves in thinking that we scrutinize information for the sake of information and the authority of the information irrespective of the person. The tr truth is that the person's status and authority is given more preference and priority um, irrespective of, of the legitimacy of the information. So then when a president comes and take a stance that lean towards your side or of thinking specifically, then you choose to believe him, not because of the information or misinformation that he's presenting. That is not taken in consideration. What he's taken in consideration is the person's position of power, whether he's right or wrong, um, becomes secondary or, or not at all. So then with these thoughts that I'm sharing, it's not specifically just re re restricted to COVID and, and your decisions about what you're leaning towards about it. But it's about a, a request, an invitation, if you will, to inspect your beliefs, inspect where you come from, what's your motivation, at looking at things rationally. And, uh, and for the most part, we as humans, we are not we think we are rational, but we are not completely rational about things. So we, we engage in self-delusion and we're lying to ourselves in the hope of presenting a thought, an idea that is, quote-unquote, consistent with our beliefs. But we all wear masks and um, we change um, depending on the group setting. And while we would say that, no, I am unique, I'm authentic, and all of that, as, as, when, you are, when you can't be authentic with yourself, you cannot be authentic with others.